Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Wednesday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, good show for you today. Coming up a little later, three-year quarterback Jeff Kelly. Will be joining us. Of course, he was the starting quarterback for the Golden Eagles the first time they played in Mobile in the 2000 GMAC Bowl. Jeff will be joining us uh, just a little later. Eagles actually practicing on his football field today down in Sarah Land uh, High School. Outside of Mobile, we'll talk to Patrick McGee uh, coming up in just a few minutes. But, Kelly, let's let's talk about what's going on right now. The entire uh, state of Mississippi, but particularly Laurel and Hattiesburg, under tornado watches and where you are and where I am now in Jones County, Forest and Lamar County, um, some tornado warnings going on. So let's let's talk about that right now. Um, in uh, Hattiesburg, there is a, a tornado warning for Forest County. It remains in effect until 1.30 p.m. for northeastern Forest County. Uh, from the National Weather Service, this is off the Weather Channel. Radar indicated rot- rotation is the source in Jones County, particularly northern Jones County right now in the Shady Grove and Sharon area. A tornado warning remains in effect until 1.30 Central Standard Time for southeastern Jasper, western Clark, and northeastern Jones County. Uh, radar indicated rotation as well. So, uh, so Kelly, I know it's dark down in, in Hattiesburg. Darkness just came through downtown Laurel. People need to watch out what they're doing right now. And there was a severe storm in South Richburg that was working its way toward the eastern part of Hattiesburg, then to the northeast side out toward Petal in that direction. So, gosh, poor Petal just seems like it's a tornado magnet, doesn't it? Every time there's a tornado, it seems to, to either hit or skirt Petal. So uh, certainly, and it looks like it's going to be this way pretty tumultuous all afternoon up until about uh, 7 o'clock tonight. So yeah, just think, uh, keep that in mind. Tornado watch until 8 o'clock uh, for for really uh, all of uh, at least south central south Mississippi as that line continues to come off. So know uh, where you're going to get should uh, should the tornado warning come up over your spot. But if you're in uh, if you're in north northern Jones County right now, south uh, South Jasper County or in western Clark County, as as well in northeastern Forest County, uh, you are under a tornado warning. So what that means is you need to get to a, a, a safe spot. And uh, just have it ready this afternoon because uh, these storms can pop up uh, at any time, Kelly. Well, there was a Golden Eagle warning last night in Beaumont, Texas, and the Lamar Cardinals uh, were well advised to uh, go to their safe space. It didn't make any difference because um, the Eagles 
bombed the Cardinals for the second consecutive game, uh, winning again big last night. And we're, let's talk about this game a little bit, Luke. In the first half, uh, the Eagles, who were led by Felipe Hase, uh, that's the big dude that we've been talking about that, that can play power inside. He can shoot the, the real deft three-pointer outside. They were t- the Eagles were taking a lot of three-point shots early and were not connecting on them. And but yet kept, you know, kept taking those shots and you're sitting there at home going, guys, what are you doing? You know, the three point shot isn't working. Try to get it inside. Then the second half, they did change their philosophy, came out and and did work some more inside. But then that freed up some more open three point shots that they then begin began to hit. And uh, man, they've just been tearing up the nets lately uh, with shooting percentages. And this team. It's been a long time since we can say, regardless of who the coach or the players were, that a Golden Eagle team has been clicking on all cylinders like they are apparently right now, Luke. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Eagles led 40-29 to 29 at the half, and 40 is a lot, you know, as you look at what this team's done. They've scored in the 80s, I think, three times. Uh, but but you look at what they did in the second half. They, they scored 40 in the first half, 51 in the second half. You talked about how they struggled a little bit behind uh, the three-point line. They, they put up 42 threes on the night. Seven of twenty-five in the uh, in the first half, seven of seventeen in the second half. But to your point, as they started working the ball, shot thirty-seven percent from the floor in the first half, but a whopping fifty-six percent from the floor in the second half. Four Golden Eagles in double figures: Hase with twenty-eight, Pinkney with seventeen, uh, Crowley with thirteen, and then Ivory uh, got ten off the bench. And so when you you know one of the things we've seen. Uh, from from the start, and Mo Arnold's out there, um, but Ivory has come in a lot. Arnold started and uh, had 24 points. Uh, Ivory, I'm sorry, 24 minutes, and and Ivory came in um, with 18 minutes, and then Nico Aguirre, guys, who've been getting more playing time, he came in uh, with 18 minutes as well. Um, so so you kind of see, is it, is it true, Kelly? As we inch our way towards conference play, you start seeing. You know some of uh, some of the guys who are going to that, that Jay Ladner seems to be confident in acquiring more minutes. Um, Perez had nine minutes. Victor Hart had nine minutes. But you start seeing who you can start. You know, feeling that 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 eight or nine they're going to play every night is going to be. And you've got the the numbers pulled up there, Luke. How, how many minutes did Mormon have last night? Mormon had thirteen minutes. He yeah. started. Yeah. So so there you go. When you and and. Uh, Heath Hinton were talking yesterday about some of the other guys who are going to have to contribute. You know, obviously, Crowley and Hase are two guys that are making things work. But Pinckney has been integral so far. I think Mormon's going to have to be one of those guys that comes in. Uh, Donovan Ivory has been contributing. Early in the season, I think a lot of people thought that the Eagle team might not be very, very deep and maybe didn't have the depth to go the distance in a conference campaign. I don't think that's true. I, I think there's a lot of good bench depth on this team. And remember, you know, Neftali, you know, Alvarez isn't even in the game yet. I mean, healing from that uh, ankle injury, he should be back in time for conference play. So I don't think depth is going to be an issue. The other thing that people said is, well, can they, can they shoot it consistently? Can they put up enough numbers to match that tenacious defense. Well, we're getting answers there, too. That there, there does not appear to be an overwhelming deficiency anywhere on this team, except maybe that it's you know laden with junior, juniors and seniors. But with the way basketball is being structured and with the transfer portal now, I think just about every school is going to have to re-recruit their team every year. 
Yeah, 45 points last night between Hase and Pinkney. Uh, just as important to me, 22 rebounds uh, but, but between those two. And uh, what, what's the statistic? You can fill in the second half of this uh, this sentence. What is the one statistic you and I have been looking at every single game? Turnovers. There you go. Eagles, 10 turnovers last night, but they forced 13. And I, I think, man, the, the last game against Lamar, it was even uh, wider than that. You go back to uh, to, to Saturday – Eagles forced 25 and only had 10. So, you know, double digits, yeah, but only 10. And uh, I think that's continues to be the biggest difference uh, between uh, last year and uh, the last several years in this. So Eagles improved to 10-1. and one. First time, Kelly, in, uh, in Jay Ladner's tenure that they've got the double-digit wins. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, it's the first time in a generation that an Eagle team has started with this many wins this early in the year. I think it was maybe 2,000 that it's been that they started off with a 10-1 and record. So you're looking at a, a potential generational team here. And to put the turnover thing in perspective that you were talking about, on average, your, your average NCAA Division I basketball team is going to turn it over about 14 or 15 times a game, on average. Average meaning, of course, half the time they turn it over more. Half the times they turn it over less. But in the Eagles' case, if I'm not mistaken, there's only been one time all year that they've turned it over more than 15 times. Uh, we'd have to go back, and Luke Luke is our numbers guy, and the research staff is up there with him. So they'll be able to, to pull that you know that st- statistic out and let us know. But But I think, again, of the 11 games that they've played so far – only one have they turned it over more than the average of 15 times. So if that stat continues, man, that's that's nothing but good news for the black and gold. Absolutely. And uh, as we got about a minute left in this segment. We'll talk to Patrick McGee in the next segment about Southern Miss Bowl game, the Saints. Uh, interesting column written, NOLA.com today, uh, if, if the Saints get rid of Dennis Allen, who they want to come back. But let's let's recap some of these uh, some of these weather uh, situations as uh, wherever you are probably in the state of Mississippi right now. It is cloudy in some places. It's very dark outside. For Hattiesburg, a tornado watch. Uh, until 8 p.m., the same here in Jones County. In Hattiesburg, um, right now, a, a tornado warning remains in effect until 1.30, so about another 14 minutes for northeastern Forest County. Another tornado warning has been uh, declared for Jones County until 2.15 p.m. Um, and for southern Jones County, uh, at 1.08 p.m., a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located near Macedonia or near Petal, moving northeast at 35 miles an hour. That I get that, that that's in that's in Forest County, but it's going to be affecting southeastern Jones County. Um, so until 2.15 p.m., a tornado warning for Jones County. Uh, please continue to, to watch outside. Know uh, where you're going to get should bad weather come your way. And, uh, and please hunker down today. Hey, we're going to step aside for a commercial break. Eagle Hour continues right after this on a Wednesday.
Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Wednesday. It's a wild Wednesday. Wild weather Wednesday in central and south Mississippi, northern Mississippi also. Hope um, that you are taking precautions, but we're happy to have you on the Eagle Hour with us. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, that first segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue, located in a community near you. Let Dickie serve up your holiday feast, your Christmas feast coming up. Uh, they can do that as well as you can eat some of the best smoked meats anywhere in uh, around in your local Dickies. Uh, Kelly, Miss uh, Miss Kathleen from Campus Bookmark, coming up just a little later with us. And, of course, they bring us the second segment every day. Yeah, she's going to – she called me just before the show, and she said, we're headed to the basement because the – the store, of course, is located right across from the campus there at Southern Miss. And at one of this, this tornado now that has moved into Jones County, I guess, was working its way over that direction, thankfully went east of where Miss Kathleen was. But uh, they're, at least last time I talked to her, they were hunkered down in the basement. So well, maybe, uh, maybe they'll be okay. Big basement. We know because of all the merchandise right. they have over there at, at Campus Bookmark. Patrick uh, McGee joins us, and as we bring Patrick on, just a couple of uh, just reminders. There are two tornado warnings uh, in North Jones County and Southern Jones County and Northeastern Forest County uh, right now. So uh, both of our listening areas, of course, in West Mississippi also. So please, throughout this hour, throughout this afternoon, uh, keep an eye out on the weather. Patrick McGee joins us from NOLA.com as he does any, as he does every week. Patrick, uh, 10 wins for Southern Miss basketball through 11 games. Not not too shabby. No, it's it's obvious they got a, a nice batch of players that they were able to bring in and really kind of uh, ex- it's experienced players. You know, you look at Crowley and is Haas. Is it, how does he pronounce it? Haas. 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 Okay. It's, it's, you know, those are two impact guys. And whenever you bring in two guys that are all conference type you know that's that's just going to make a big difference, and they really have a nice base of experienced players to work with. Uh, I know one of their starting guards has been out uh, pretty much all season, also. So for them to be at this point and only one loss, I watched the second half of that game against Northwestern State. Northwestern State's a pretty decent team. That was a fun game to watch, and and that was one Northwestern State earned. You know, I'm sure Southern Miss would like to do a thing or two differently, but really, yeah, I mean they they took it. They took it to Lamar two games in, uh, in a row as they should. Uh, now another McNeese State game that in Hattiesburg a game they should win. And then going to UNLV really kind of allows this Southern Miss team to possibly make another statement uh, before conference play starts. So it's it's pretty impressive how they've been able to, to turn things around so quickly uh, when really they, they just could barely get off the mat in the last couple of seasons. Uh, let me just interrupt real quick. Just the WDAM weather team right now is reporting there is a tornado on the ground crossing from Forest County into Jones County. It is heading northeast. It will be uh, in the vicinity of Union, Johnson, and Ovette. In the next little while, its projected path could possibly go towards Glade, Tucker's Crossing, and Myrick. So if you are um, – Anywhere in southern, southeastern Jones County uh, and western Jones County, you need to get to a safe spot right now. WDAM reporting uh, their weather team that there is a tornado on the ground. We'll continue to watch that. Patrick, uh, Southern Miss arrives in Mobile um, for uh, this week. Just We, we want to get to the Saints. Interesting story that, that Kelly and I want to talk to you about. But just real quick, uh, what, what's your thoughts about uh, this week? Rice, hungry at 5-7, and seven, Southern Miss with an opportunity to go 7-6. and six. Yeah, yeah, and I think everybody kind of sees Southern Miss as a favorite going into this game. But Rice is a team that's, that, you know, Southern Miss is very familiar with Rice and, and what they have to offer. And 
in the type of type of ball they play, top type of offense they play. So I expect this to be kind of two teams really a close game uh, with Southern Miss obviously a, a favorite. But this is one that Southern Miss is going to have to go in and play well. Uh, and really it is an important game. Uh, if you lose to Rice, it's a little bit you know deflating going into the offseason. You know, nothing really changes. But you're just able to kind of get that little bit of momentum uh, going into the offseason in terms of recruiting and everything else. So it, it is a big game, I think, for both programs. Kelly, uh, NOLA.com, uh, who Patrick works for, big article today about if Dennis Allen is not the coach, familiar name might be there. Kelly? I just don't see, Patrick, how Dennis Allen can survive this season. Do you? What, what are you hearing down there? No, I mean, what Luke's talking about is Sean Payton. Uh, you know, it is a, it, it, Jeff Duncan's column saying that there is a possibility that, that Sean Payton could, re, you know, come back to New Orleans if things go sideways, is the way it was put. It way it was put. In other words, Dennis Allen is out, and it is possible he's out. Uh, I would think it's probably better than you know. Just from my point of view, if I wasn't making the decision, I'd say the odds are pretty decent at this point that they do make a change. Just the way they've regressed and just really kind of fallen apart in, in tight games. Uh, as far as Sean Payton being the guy that replaces him, I would say the possibilities are remote, uh, but I think it's not out of the, not completely out of the question. Um, if, if Payton wants to get back quickly and he knows what the Saints, he, he works well with Mickey Loomis. It's a, you know, whenever he left, it was very kind of a flowery moment. You know, it was, everybody was hugging each other. You know, everybody likes each other in terms of Payton and the management and ownership with the Saints. So in a way, it would be a, a good fit for him. Uh, to kind of come in and, and start a rebuild and be able to find a quarterback. Now, I think he has said that he wants to come into a good quarterback situation, which obviously the Saints aren't at the moment. I feel uh, quarterback deal, but they could change that. You know, uh, there could be moves. There could be a, a, a traffic made. So if Peyton wants to be on the ground level of something that, that's a rebuild of, you know, a community he's familiar with, where he's loved, you know, thoroughly, everybody loves Sean Peyton in the city of North. So, uh, in, in a lot of ways, it's a good situation for Sean Payton. But if he really wanted a fresh start, he's not coming back, obviously. And and two of the other teams that were mentioned besides the Saints, who do have much better quarterback situations, are the Chargers with Herbert. Yeah. But you don't know if Staley will be back as the head coach there. Right. Uh, another uh, coach that might be on a little bit thinner ice, although there's no such thing as ice in Phoenix, is Cliff Kingsbury out with the – Right. Cardinals and they've got uh, they've got Kyler Murray, but but he just tore his ACL. So that right. who knows what's gonna how this is gonna wind up eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a skeptic that the the charge. I mean, what Chargers are seven and six now. Uh, you know, they're you know looking like a potential playoff team. So I, I'm a little bit of a skeptic that the Chargers will make a change at this point. And Arizona with Kyler Murray, no, that's not the answer. I, I don't think so. Uh, that's not one where Peyton goes into and says, oh, yeah, this is what I want. I don't see a perfect scenario. If he really wants to get back and coach right away, uh, I think there's a good chance the Panthers kind of stick with the guy they got. I think they play well for, for Steve Wilkes, and I think he's a guy that probably deserves another shot after getting forced out uh, for, uh, after one season's previous job. So, yeah, it's hard to say. There's There's no clear shot, no clear job opening that would make sense for Sean Peyton. And in some ways, where he would, you know, if he came back to New Orleans, he knows exactly who he's working with, and he enjoys working with those people. Uh, so we'll see. If he's really anxious and wants to coach right away, and he just says, to hell with it, I'll go back with the Saints. Yeah, it could happen. I, you know, I can't put a percentage on it, odds on it, 
but I, we can't completely rule it out. But you guys, I, I get a kick out of Saints fans that go, "I just can't believe, I just can't believe we're playing Andy Dalton." And and of course, I sit there as an outsider looking in. I'm going, "Well, what are your choices?" You know, I mean, if well, it, yeah, I mean, statistically, he's not that bad. No, he's you know, not. If you if you look at the production he's getting, it's kind of what you wanted to get out of the quarterback spot with the combo of Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton. Uh, it's just so many other things that have gone wrong with the Saints, uh, whether it's you know turnovers, penalties, just really poorly, just poor moments throughout the season on the field. They just look undisciplined at times, you know. So it, it does not go solely back to the quarterback. It is not on the quarterback. It is, yeah. If, if a pass, if a pass or interception is there, you know things could be different. Though. It is a lack of creativity in the play calling yeah. scheme, particularly to get Kamara. Alvin involved. I mean, it, I, I've never seen. You know, it was funny last week. You you tried to run. You tried to run it with with Kamara, and you tried to th- uh, th- throw it to. I'm sorry. You tried to run it with Ingram or opposite. You understand what I'm saying? They they did not utilize the <laughs> gift set. They refused to utilize Taysom in the short yarded situations. I, I think it just shows you the world of difference that it's always been Sean Payton being a play caller. Carmichael was a contributor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, Peyton was the boss. It was his offense. Uh, he and Drew Brees working together. And, you know, obviously they didn't catch fire on offense last year, but they were playing winning football for the most part until injuries caught up with them. So uh, they're just not playing winning football. <laughs> that's yeah. what that's what it comes down to. And, and that's really – everybody sees what's going on. This is not a team that's playing like it should. Uh, they're make, not making decisions in the course of the game like they should. So it wouldn't make sense for them to make a change. I, uh, I I'm I'm confused because I'm watching this weather. I meant to say they tried to run Kamara into the ground and then utilize Ingram in the passing situation when it should have been completely different. Yeah, Patrick, right. no, you got bad weather down there. Uh, stay hunker down, brother. Yeah, give us a, a prediction real quick of uh, of the Lending Tree Bowl. Uh, I'll take Miss twenty four over Rice. I say twenty four twenty. There you go. Appreciate it, man. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. All right, y'all too. Stay safe. It's Patrick McGee of NOLA.com. Uh, just, uh, again, there uh, there is a bad storm that is now approaching uh, the Tucker's Crossing, Glade, Myrick area. This is the same storm that WDM was reporting. There was a tornado on the ground a little earlier. Not, uh, not saying that now, but if you're in western Jones County, um, there's a, a bad patch of weather about to run through here in the next few minutes. So please uh, take cover of that. Continue to watch the weather. We will, too. Hey, we're going to talk to a former Southern Miss quarterback, Jeff Kelly joins us as the Eagle Hour continues on this Wednesday. To the top. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street, home of the 995 lunch every single day. Comes with a sweet tea, a drink of your choice at 4th Street. 
located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center. Michael Mergens on this uh, weather Wednesday. Lots of uh, tornado watches and warnings going on. Um, if you're in Marion County, Jeff Davis County, Jones County, uh, Forest County. Kelly, you were telling me, man, it's it's crazy dark where you are in, uh, in Hattiesburg. Yeah, a little while ago we looked out the studio window here and we could only see the parking lot. Uh, it got so dark we couldn't even see the businesses down, gosh, maybe eighth of a mile. We couldn't even see them. Uh, it's gotten a little bit lighter now. But things are supposed to settle down a little bit toward the 6 or 7 o'clock hour tonight, but uh, certainly eye to the sky. Western Jones County, Eastern Wayne County right now. Big uh, big storm coming through there. So uh, wherever you are, please uh, make sure that if uh, an alert pops up or you're in these areas that you know um, where where to go, where your safe spot is. Jeff Kelly joins us. He was a three-year starter at quarterback for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Now coaches uh, just north of Mobile at Sarah Land High School. We should mention the uh, reigning 6A state champions as of two weeks ago. And, Jeff, Golden Eagles uh, on your home turf today. They were. They were. We were excited to welcome Coach Hall and his guys and, uh, you know, kind of got them set in, set up yesterday evening. And they got in here and beat the weather this morning, had a – what looked like a good practice, and uh, looked like they were getting ready to go for the game. That, uh, and I know you saw several pictures with you holding the the golden ball, the six A Alabama State Championship. But, but pretty cool though to have your alma mater practicing on your 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 turf today. It was really cool, and uh, when I saw they were coming to Mobile, I was hoping that it would work out. And usually, we end up hosting one of the teams uh, for the bowl game, and so I was hopeful that it would work out. And, so, uh, you know, our folks have, have done a good job trying to make their time here, you know, easy and productive and get them ready to go as best we can. I have to ask you, though, now, Coach Jeff Kelly, does it hurt your feelings that current Southern Miss players have to Google you to know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a part of getting old now. I was walking through there. Uh, there's a few old-timers, Todd, and a few of those guys have been around there forever, but... Uh, that's just part of part of it, I guess. But uh, that'll always be home for sure. Well, your your high school team obviously had a great season. Generally, Jeff Kelly, quarterbacks statistically don't make very good head coaches. Obviously, though, you're doing something right. Well, that's that's good. Quarterbacks don't make good coaches. So I was kind of an average, <laughs> uh, and so I think that that statistic is probably a little bit more positive from the coaching end of it. So. We've got a lot of help down here. We've got outstanding facilities and coaches and, and our players that uh, love, to, love to work, love ball, and makes, uh, makes my job easy. And We've got a couple of them that's really good at the, the game of football, too, so that helps, uh, helps with the process as well. Luke, I remember him being a little bit better than average. Oh, I remember the first game it was. Jeff, it was the hottest game of your career. It was a 9-11-99 against Tulane. And uh, Tulane wore all white, and for some reason at 11.30 in the morning with 1,000% humidity, we wore all black. And I remember I was in, as a junior in high school, I was in the uh, upper deck on the west side, and you threw about a 60-yard pass to Leroy Handy. You remember that day quite well. I do. That was a, that was a post coming from the left, and I think I, I think I had like four bags of IV fluids in the third quarter. <laughs> you, you're right. That was the hottest game Ever so, I went in and got a few bags. We come out, come on out and finished it. But uh, that was a really big game. That was the old nine six ninety nine game. 
Nine six with ninety nine. That that's exactly what it, that was. I was told later on. I think when I, I came on campus, some of you guys had said that Tulane came out in all white and said the game was over when we saw Southern Miss in, in all black. Uh, the reason we wanted to, one of the re- reasons we wanted to bring you on today is uh, that was the hottest game of your career, probably the coldest game of your career. Uh, happened in in December of two thousand. It was the first time Southern Miss played uh, in a bowl game in Mobile's the two thousand GMAC Bowl, and uh, it was a cold night. But but TCU coming in with a Damian Tomlinson, they were ten and zero. What what do you remember about leading up uh, to that game before we talk about the game itself? That's a great question. I've been waiting twenty years for somebody to ask me that, and. Uh, <laughs> Hey, we were at an FCA breakfast like two like two days before the game, and they had an All-American linebacker, and, and a reporter came by. He didn't know I was sitting behind him or didn't know who I was, but asked him about the game and what he thought. And, uh, and, and he said, I think they got a good defense, but I don't think they're going to score any points. And, uh, you know, so I happened to be there, and then I introduced myself to him and uh, happened to go back and tell our offensive guys what – they thought of us coming in, and uh, so that's leading up to it. You know, I, I didn't think offensively that that uh, we were given a whole lot of respect coming into it. Felt like we had a lot of good players, have uh, have, have done some good things, and and really uh, came out and played well, especially in the second half, uh, along with our defense, who who uh, just rolled in a great performance and got a special teams block on that last leading up to the last drive to go ahead. So was uh was a big challenge to play against those guys. I know our, our defensive guys were amped up playing against LT, and uh, I think they shut him down as good as anybody did all year. Kelly, it was a cold night in Mobile. Well, you, yeah, you can say that. But, I mean, a- after the fact, uh, things things warmed up a little bit. What what sort of things – Jeff, I want to go back to what, what initially got you to Southern Miss. Do you remember – how you? Uh, you know that's that's a great question. When I come out, you know I, I visited Georgia Tech and Vanderbilt and Southern Miss as the official visits, and and you know I don't know when I went over there, you know I got Lee Roberts was my host, and he and I just hit it off really great, and a lot of respect for Coach Bauer. You know, at the time Lee was the only scholarship quarterback on the roster, and and. Uh, you know, I thought that would be a good place to come in and, and you know, be able to factor in sooner than later. And, and But it really turned out to be a great place to come and sit for a year or two and learn. And, uh, you know, I, I loved it because it was kind of close to home. I thought I was going to be a polymer scientist. And uh, they had a great polymer science school. Little did I know uh, I'd be talking to you guys as a football coach 25 years later. Well, I thought I – thought... I thought maybe you were going to say with your other offers or the other visits being at Vanderbilt and Georgia Tech, you just didn't have the grades to go to those other places. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had the grades, and, and uh, you know those those places were nice, and there was a lot lot of good things. But I don't know, uh, you know, just coming back to just uh, watching as a junior when when Lee and those guys went up to East Carolina and had the big win on ESPN. Uh, it just seemed like a like a special place to be, and um, you know, the good Lord always puts you in the right place, and uh, it turned out to be, you know, the absolute right place for me. And and probably coming out of high school, I was probably disappointed, you know, that I didn't get an opportunity to go to one of the two 
in-state schools and that kind of thing. But uh, looking back, I wouldn't have changed it at all. And, better. Uh, it worked out worked out better than I ever thought I could. It, it would. So Be- because uh, earlier in that 2000 season, you you actually beat one of the. <laughs> One of those schools when you when you beat Alabama. I want to ask you one more question about about uh, about the GMAC Bowl and everybody remembers that night. Tarico Corso Herb Street uh, on on the call. What went through your mind or, or what did you say to the guys when you went on in that final drive and 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 take us through that Kenny Johnson play? Well, uh, so we got hot in the fourth quarter. We struggled all you know first half and. We got hot and we had scored a couple times and we tied it up. You know, on the defense, I really thought we were going to go to overtime. They got to stop, and then uh, you know, I think Leo got a got a tip of the punt, and uh, so we ended up with the ball about midfield, and uh, we had about I don't know forty five seconds, and and we we worked it down to about the thirty, and we had I think eight seconds to go. And Coach Kalakis, they called uh, an empty play a five-wide play that we called shift right Z hitch, which really the Z receiver was running a hitch and the other four guys were all kind of running verticals. And it's a play we worked all through practice. And, and be honest with you, we we didn't hit it all week at practice. I, for some reason, I would miss that throw every time we called it up. And I was really kind of shocked when it came in in that situation. And, uh, you know, so we called it. Kenny was uh, the inside receiver, did a great job avoiding the underneath backer and, and got inside of that safety. And, uh, you know, we had a guy come free. I didn't really see the ball. I just kind of put it up there where I thought he might be. And, um, you know, the rest was history. He he, uh, he made a great play on it, and it was uh, just an amazing way to end the game. And, and um especially to do it kind of in your hometown with a lot of people in the stands and a lot of family and friends there to witness and be a part of that made it extra special. But uh, that night, uh, when it counted, was the only time all week that we completed that pass, and uh, it came at a good time. Jeff Kelly, one of the many, many great quarterbacks that Southern Miss has produced over the years, now celebrating a 6A state championship in the state of Alabama. He'll be in the Mobile area this weekend when the Eagles tip it off against Rice, kick it off against Rice, I should say, at 445. Jeff Kelly, continued success. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. When we come back, we're going to talk to Kathleen Sick out at Campus Bookmart to tell you about some last-minute Christmas gifts for the Golden Eagle fan on your list. That's when the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Wednesday. Brought to you by D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. We'll talk to somebody from D1 tomorrow. Time of the year to uh, to get some gifts and some lessons and instructions all there. DBAT D1, DBAT Hattiesburg.com. Luke, Kelly, and Michael. 
from uh, the dark Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Multiple tornado warnings for uh, for both our listening areas and then, of course, in West Mississippi throughout the state of Mississippi. Please uh, watch these weather alerts. Uh, the most recent one, tornado warning until 2.15 for eastern Jones County, a tornado warning for until 2.45 p.m. for northeastern Forest and Jones County. At 1.49, so just four minutes ago, a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located near east of Butchie in Jones County, moving northeast at 45 miles an hour. It'll be near Moselle around 2 o'clock. So, uh, and then Tucker's Crossing outside of Laurel, west of Laurel. Or, I'm sorry, east of Laurel, east of Laurel at 2.15. So please watch uh, watch these. And I th- Kelly, I think that was that storm a little earlier when uh, when you couldn't see outside how how dark it was yeah it was hard to believe it was daylight um but now these things are moving on and again we hope that things will start settling down maybe five or six o'clock tonight but in the meantime just uh, be advised it's uh, you know we're in the kind of the home stretch of the of the christmas shopping season with the bowl game coming up this weekend if the perfect place to go for that last-minute gift for the Southern Miss fan on your list is none other place than Campus Book Martin. Joining us now on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline is Miss Kathleen Sick, who has some really sick deals. That's where the term comes from, isn't it, Kathleen? The term sick deals. Uh, that that sounds good to me, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see if people will buy that, so to speak. All right. Okay. Yeah. So okay. one of the questions that I got is how you know you, the bowl game is announced, and almost immediately the day after or two days after, you've got T-shirts ready to go commemorating the bowl. How are you guys able to do things that quickly? Well, we turn in an order before they actually win, hoping that that doesn't jinx them, and then they are ready to process them the next day. They have all the artwork and everything already turned in so that if we we were to win, they would be able to do them the next day. Yeah, so you don't so you don't know necessarily who the opponent is at that time. So that's no. that's kind of a, a risk you have to take, though. Um, just a, a general commemorative T-shirt of the Eagles going to Mobile, right? Yes, yes. We have three different ones that we have here. We have we have the one that has the two teams on them, and the other ones are just the general um, T-shirts with with um, the the um. Logo? Logo, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get it, Kelly. No, that's okay. And I know you guys... It's been a crazy day, Miss Kathleen. It is. (laughs) We just got Miss Kathleen out from the the basement there at uh, Campus Bookmark because they've been dodging tornadoes there as well. You guys are obviously known for the great, great line of wear, you know, T-shirts, pajamas. I mean, you name it. If you can wear it, they've got a Southern Miss logo on it at Campus Bookmark. But it goes far beyond clothing, Miss Kathleen. What have been some of the hot... Uh, Southern Miss items that have been going non-clothing related here during the Christmas shopping season? Um, ornaments. We have Christmas ornaments. Uh, that, that was that was big sales. Um, uh, let's see what else we did. We did um, photo, like the photos of the um, football field, okay. the baseball fields, those pictures. Yeah, the other thing, too, one of the things that should be mentioned is that as the graduation classes, of course, the ceremonies were held last weekend, but what would make a good uh, Christmas gift for that college graduate from Southern Miss is a frame 
for that diploma. And I know you've got those there, too. As well. Now, do you guys actually do the framing there, Kathleen, or how does that work? Uh, no, sir. It comes in, it comes in um, already framed with um, Southern Miss on it. All they have to do is put their diploma, diploma in there, and it's ready to hang. Miss Kathleen, uh, just about a minute left. Uh, people who want to possibly pick something up tomorrow or on game day, maybe they're coming through Hattiesburg, going down to Mobile. Remind them of, of your hours tomorrow and Saturday if they want to pick up swag on game day. Um, tomorrow, probably since they're going to have that game day, I'll, I will open at 8 for people who can pass pass through, and um, I'll be open till at least 6. Good deal. So on game day, she's going to hook you up. Y'all heard that. You can go in and and uh, and get stuff. Miss Kathleen, glad you're uh, glad you're safe. These storms move in. Continue to uh, to hunker down today. Thank you so much uh, for Thank the partnership you. you have with the, the Eagle Hour. We love your store. Thank you so much for everything you do. Well, thank you. Y'all are great guys. Thanks a lot. And they're right. Campus Bookmarts right down the street from Mobay Beignet, Luke, which is the official beignet store of Southern Miss. They make them fresh as you order them. And they've got the seasonal flavored syrups that go on top of them as well, along with different flavored coffees. It's the perfect place as the temperatures now will begin to plummet after the storm system comes through. So Mobay hey, Beignet the next couple of weeks. Big guest on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. Another Eagle that played in Mobile. Damian Fletcher will be there joining us uh, on the program to talk about his memories of uh, his years at Southern Miss and his bowl success as we count down to the Lending Tree Bowl Saturday afternoon, the Eagles against the Owls. Appreciate everybody joining us today. Please continue to watch this weather. Uh, please make sure you're aware of the warnings. Find uh, your, your safe spot, and uh, we, we will catch you tomorrow safe and sound at, at 1 o'clock. And as always, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.